to pretend that I had this Christian image, but actually I was just really prideful and just broken. But in that place, and this is what I want to touch on this morning, in that place of just realizing that I'm so low here, and God is so high up there, and I can't possibly try hard enough to reach Him, I saw at the cross that Jesus was reaching for me. Jesus was reaching for me. And at the cross, Jesus reached for you. Jesus came and bled and died, not so that He can just show us, hey, here's the good way to live. No, He came and bled and died because we can't save ourselves. We need a Savior. We need someone who's perfect because we can't be perfect. And in that moment, I just remember the, 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 the truth setting me free in my heart. And I remember just like collapsing on the floor crying. And for the first time, not caring about what people around me thought. And isn't that beautiful? Like only God can set me free from that. And God just liberated me in that moment. And, and obviously it's... Yo, I don't even have words to describe it really. Like I'm trying to, but in those moments when the Lord just hits you in your heart, He does something supernatural. And He does things that we can't even do. And for the first time I realized that actually all of my performance and all of my trying hard and my good works are actually filthy rags. The scripture says that even the best things we try and do, they, they don't please God. It's, it's repulsive in light of His glory. I want to read through Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. If you can pull that up for me, please. Come, let's read together. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for me in this, for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Can we just take a moment to pause on that for a second? While we were still sinners, I think, I think Nadine brought the word this morning, not when we're perfect, not when we are quote-unquote deserving of His love. No, we can never deserve His love. But while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Even for a moment, I just feel like, I just want to close my eyes and just think about that. Thank you, Jesus, that you came and you died for me when I was a sinner. God, I was your enemy. I, there was the, 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 the chasm and the gap was so far, Lord. There was no way I could have reached it. There's no way I could have reached you, Lord. But Jesus, thank you that you came and you reached for me, God. Precious Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrificial love for me, <laughs> even though I'm unworthy, Lord. My heart is just moved by that. <laughs> I don't know about you. My, my heart, I don't, know, I don't even know what else to say about that. I'm just, my, my heart's wrecked. What, what, what left is there to say in that moment? There's no, there's no room for jumping to try and please Him. There's no room for good works to try and please Him. It's like, it's finished. All I can do, God, I just come in freely. And I feel this morning there's an invitation, as has been said already, there's an invitation to just come and freely receive that love of God. Maybe you've had a, a mindset previously that you feel like you have to achieve this love, but actually, no, God is saying He achieved it for you. On the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. So receive that love this morning. And even for us who know the Lord, it's like there's always more for us. It's always more for us to actually receive and to walk in. Amen.
so the story continues. Uh, I had that amazing encounter at the youth camp. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of funny. Like, I remember receiving that, that revelation of God. And then you, I was like fired up. I was so passionate to pray. I was so passionate to like, yes, God, I'm going to seek you. Man, I, I, I was thinking like, I have this jet fuel in my heart now of just absolute power. And oh, I'm going to run at 300 kilometers an hour until Jesus comes back. Yes, Lord. Have you ever felt like that? <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but then funny enough, actually about... A week later, <laughs> a week later, I remember coming back from the camp, and initially I was just, I just felt like I could fly. It just felt like amazing. A week after I came back from camp, I specifically remember like being in my bed and just like feeling so lazy. I was like, God, why, why don't I want to spend time with you now? Like, what's going on? I felt, uh, I felt kind of embarrassed actually. And then I remember phoning up one of my one of the leaders in the church. Um, which, by the way, if we're ever struggling with stuff, it's great to go to the leaders. Like, please, it's, it's amazing. They're always there for us. Uh, and I remember phoning up my leader and saying, hey, um, can we please meet up? Can we please chat? And uh, we met up. And I was just saying to him, like, man, what have I done wrong? What have I done to, to stop this connection with God? Like, how have I messed up? See, I was still going back to that mindset of what am I doing? You know, how am I working hard? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, the, the, the leader just really encouraged me. And he said, David, praise God that you've got this fire in your heart. Praise God. He did it. But doesn't every fire continuously need wood? You know, doesn't every fire need wood at, at, a, at a constant rate? Because I was still thinking like, yes, I have that fire and it's going to last forever. But if, if I light a fire today... We can set the wood here. I don't think the hotel will be very pleased. But we can set the fire right here. And we say, great, it's going to keep burning until next week. Do you think it will? No. I think it's going to smolder very quickly. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it, it can feel like that in our lives. You know, if we go a few days and we really don't feel like we actually had a proper connection with the Lord. You know, maybe we've actually been faithful with having quiet time. But we just don't feel like it's, it's edifying us. We don't feel like we've actually met with the Lord. After a few days, I don't know about you, but I can feel like just, just dry. Just like the fire is, is not burning as it was. Anyone else feel like that? And just as my youth leader encouraged me saying that every relationship needs constant connection, not just every now and then, um, like, you know, like it is with the Lord. We need to be remaining in Him consistently. Can we look at John 15, uh, verse 4 to 5? This is what Jesus is saying. Remain in me, and I'll, and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, Jesus is saying. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then that last verse, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. See how the key word there is remain. And how does a, how does a branch remain in, in the, the, the tree? What does the branch do for it to be in the tree? It's connected. I'm sure there's a lot of biological things that are happening there, but I, I don't know that. Uh, but I think the key thing there is just remaining. 
And I think sometimes it's, it's very easy for us to start remaining in the Lord, like we're rooted in, it's great. And then just the, the busyness of life or the stresses of all these other things, it can almost feel like it can kind of weigh down. And where you once were remaining in God, now you, you're remaining every now and then. And I don't know about you, but I don't think a plant will grow very well if it's going in and out of the soil, like a lot. Getting water every now and then. Uh, getting sustenance every now and then. But I know for us, I mean, even Jesus is saying, in, in, in walking with God, we, we, our souls actually need sustenance regularly, like daily, like, like all the time, minutely. Um, I mean, if you even think about it with having a, having a diet, like if, if I'm eating food every day for my body, because my body needs food every day, else it's going to just break, I guess and be malnourished. Likewise, guys, our souls need food. The Word, the, the, the voice of the Holy Spirit is food to our souls. It feeds us. And I feel like sometimes it's easy to get spiritually malnourished. Um, we can uh, disguise it under the idea of, oh, we're busy, or this thing's happening, and God, I'll get to you later on. And the last thing I want to do is put a pressure on us today and say, we have to do this, because that's actually not what I'm saying. I feel like I want to bring a, 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 an encouragement but it's just the truth. Our souls need to be regularly sustained by God. And often I can find that actually having a quiet time, I can go through the motions, I can do this thing for a certain amount of time, do the certain thing, and actually at the end of it not feel fed because I've, I've, I've done the work, but I'm not actually connected with God. And church today, I feel the Lord saying that the point, the goal that we are looking for when we are not even just having an a intentional time in the morning or the evening or whatever, the goal when we are doing a relationship with God is not to do all the right things that you tick off the box. But for us, it's like our goal is, God, we want to see you. We want to we abide in you, as the Scripture is saying. And even as I'm coming towards a conclusion here, I feel like this is the word that the Lord is speaking to us today. I feel like He's saying, abide in me. Abide in me. Abide in me. Even coming back to that analogy of the well that I was mentioning at the beginning, I feel the Lord asking us, like, are, are we concerned more about the shape of the bucket, the size of the bucket? You know, how many scriptures we read in the morning? What time we have our quiet time? Whether, what brand of coffee we're having when we're reading the Bible? Are we concerned about that? Or are we concerned about the water that's flowing? The water that's flowing from the well. Because I can have a bucket that's not ideal, but I can have living water, and I'm actually going to... It's about the water. <laughs> it's not about the bucket. And I just feel like the, the encouragement for us this morning is let's, let's set our eyes on the goal of not going through the motions, but let's set our eyes on the goal of connecting with God, connecting with the Lord. There was a... Um, I had a... <laughs> just a quick story. Uh, there was a while ago, we were doing a Bible study with, with some of the guys in the youth, like a while ago. <laughs> we're like, yes, let's read through the book of Romans. And we thought, wonderful, great. It took us about six months to read through like five chapters <laughs> of Romans. And um, some people have said to me like, no, that's terrible. Like you just, you're not reading fast enough. And maybe, maybe that's true. But for us, yo, we, gave, we gave God time for his words to just simmer and to, f and to feed us. And um, 
even with having a connecting time with the Lord, with the devotion, like I, I just feel like spending time on one scripture and really allowing that scripture for God to speak to my heart in that, I feel like that's more nourishing than reading a full chapter and then go, going off to work and then if somebody asks you, what did you read this morning? I'm like, I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know if you feel like that. But even in closing, guys, I just feel like this is where, this is where the Lord's got his finger on this morning. Let's, let's set our eyes on seeking him and finding him. Because he's the treasure. He's the prize. He's the one who died for me. He's the one who loves me. He's the one who, who has more for us in the church. There's so much more for us, guys. I feel like there does need to be a, uh, some form of a response. I don't really know what. But, but even maybe we can just close our eyes. You think I'm going to hand over to Ian. I just, I saw a picture and reminded of something. So Kate was showing me a video yesterday of how to water a pot plant. And, uh, well, she wasn't actually showing it to me. She was watching a video, and I leaned over, and I was like, what is that? She's like, this is how professionals water pot plants. And this, a lot of you might not know this. I did not know this. But how professional gardeners water pot plants is they take the pot, and they take a bigger container of water, and they dunk the entire pot into the vat of water and you see all the bubbles coming out and they completely saturate the pot in that other water and then they take it out and I don't know about you guys but for the last 40 years of my life I thought you watered by getting a watering can and you pour a little bit of water on top and while David was talking this morning God kind of gave me this thought of we, we want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit regularly, daily. And God actually corrected me on something this morning through David. So thank you, David. But he, he showed me something. And, and this week I was at a community and we were talking and we were reading Acts 2. And I was sharing something God had revealed to me through somebody else about where that actually took place. But I felt this morning he, he showed me another facet of it. So in Acts chapter 2... The Holy Spirit comes into wherever the, the disciples are, and it talks about tongues of fire coming upon their heads. And God said to me, up until today, your picture of that was a little sprinkling of the Holy Spirit on their heads, because the imagery in your head is a little flame on their head. But don't you understand that I don't talk about the sprinkling of the Holy Spirit. I talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And last week we had, was it last week? I think we had some baptisms and it was amazing. It was freezing. It was the ocean. It was awesome. But as you all know, baptism is about being fully immersed in the water. That's water baptism. But baptism and the Holy Spirit is exactly the same. And I had this thought of how many times have I got up in the morning, got in my favorite chair, got my Bible out and my blanket, and waited for the sprinkling of the Lord. I'm like, what am I doing? We're not supposed to be waiting for the sprinkling of the Lord. And in response to what David brought, in response, and maybe Eddie can come up. 
and, and do something in the background. But I felt for us as a congregation to respond. And I don't know, I, I liked how you were saying that the whole time. Was that just me or was that everybody? But if, that was, if that's you, if up until today you've had this revelation of the sprinkling of the Lord instead of the baptism, the fullness of what God has for you, I want to ask if you can stand with me. Because I want to ask God to come in. And even if you've had that revelation but you're hungry for more today, I felt to pray for us, not for the sprinkling, but for the fullness and the overflowing